Hey, hey, what do you say, Kraken fans? Your host of Locked on Kraken, Erica Lindsay Ayala, coming to you for another episode of Locked on Kraken. We thank you so much for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. And because you've done that, I don't know if you've seen on social media, but someone sent me last week the chartable rankings for hockey podcasts, and Locked on Kraken was in the top 25. That is amazing. I'm so thankful that you've joined us here for this journey, and the best is yet to come. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some you know, crazy, passionate fans, and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Kraken fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. Now, today is Tuesday. We're going to bring you a pre-recorded interview with Tara Black at the end of the episode Don't be alarmed. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see an additional wardrobe change. But at the end of this episode, I want to give you an update about what's happening right here in Seattle during training camp and, of course, the preseason. But first up, our conversation with Tara Black. We have another fantastic interview here on Locked on Kraken. Again, I'm your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And today, I am joined by Tara Black, the COO and alternate governor for the Charlotte Checkers. And for this inaugural season, Tara, of the Seattle Kraken, the Charlotte Checkers will have a very important role in the development of the Seattle Kraken overall and and in the future. So we're definitely going to talk about that. But Tara, on every show, we always start with our one question for our guests, and that is, how did you fall in love with hockey? Oh goodness, how how could you not? <laughs> um, I I grew up in Northern California, which California doesn't sound necessarily like the uh, the hockey hotbed, right? But um, obviously, it's grown since uh, I was a kid, and uh, I grew up in the Eastern Sierras, which is a uh, in a town called Mammoth Lakes, California, where there was um, more ice than and snow than anything else, and so uh, grew up skating there, but um, it wasn't until later in life that I actually became um, interested in the sport. Um, I my I started my collegiate career in athletic training, and uh, the um, team doctor was a uh, was the team doctor for. Um, for the Sacramento River Rats, uh, which is uh, the roller hockey in roller hockey international, several years ago in the '90s, and he uh, he asked me to come out and uh, and help him out um, at practices and games and whatnot, and I interned under him, and um, from there uh, it was it was just kind of uh, being around the sport and being around the game. It was uh, it was easy to fall in love with. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I love also that you have a little bit of a connection to a different form of hockey uh, because we we know that the hockey hockey loving community is not just ice hockey, which is so exciting. Right. Yes. And, yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I wanted to go back to the River Rats just for a moment because if I'm not mistaken, that's where you met your spouse. 
I did. Yes. Um, it wasn't until many years later that, uh, that we actually, um, recognized that there was something blooming there. Um, obviously <laughs> being a female in the, in the sport, um, conflict of conflicts of interests abound. So, um, I was, and I was very young. So yes, I met him there. And then several years later, uh, our paths crossed again. And uh, I guess you would say it was love at second sight. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And the reason I I wanted to mention your husband is because I understand that that is a very hockey loving family. I've seen a few interviews where there might've been, you had to kind of show your chops as far as what you knew about hockey to enter the family proper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're from Calgary, John and Irene Black, and specifically my father-in-law. I mean, if you can't skate, um, it's like you can't talk, basically, right? So, uh, and he's obviously a Flames fan and, and a hockey fan in general, and obviously raising Jamie and his brother Brendan, um, uh, you know, to wake up at five in the morning at the age of three to go to go pursue their hockey careers. Um, it's something that is very important in, in their life, um, and thankfully it is because it's equally as important in ours, and uh, I feel like I have um, a really nice history of, of uh, the love of the game from the ground up, so I'm very appreciative for that for that history. <laughs> I love that. Like, uh, So you have to be able to skate. I hear there was a, like a quiz involved, all of the things. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I, he continues to quiz us all, not necessarily me anymore. I think I've, I've uh, earned my stripes in the family by this point, but uh, he, you know, we've got two dual citizen children, um, but they've lived their entire life in the United States. So uh, my father-in-law continues to pr- quiz them on the, on the provinces. So um we're working on that constantly with our 14 year old now. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. I mean, Hey, education is key. So yes, ma'am. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you mentioned this in passing, but I really would like to dive into this because, um, so Tara, you started, I guess your career in sport, um, and your background comes from, um, you know, athletic training and, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then you go on to blossom as an executive in hockey. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned a little bit uh, about that turning point and, and how you got connected to hockey. But, um, you know, when was it that you decided to embark on this journey to do media relations and now to be a chief operating officer of an AHL team? Yeah, I mean, sometimes in life things just happen, right? And and you're in the right place at the right time. And you know, I think like many young um, people coming out of high school and going into their college career, they don't know what they want to do. And and that was the way it was for me. I I did not take the traditional route. I did not graduate in four years. I worked the entire time I was going to school, so it took me longer. Um, but I have always been. Uh, I'm. I've, you know, I love sports. I participated in high school sports. I participated in, you know, a lot of different um, athletic activities my entire life. And and I just love, I love that environment. And so being in a training room and in my early college years um, kind of lit a fire that, you know, this is, this doesn't feel like work, right? Like it was, it just felt like constant fun and you were contributing to the success of the athletes, even if you didn't have to be on the field or the court or however that, uh, that shook out. So, um, yeah, it was fortuitous that I, that I came across, his name is Dr. Height in Sacramento. Um, and the, the RHI at the time was this, you know, brand new sort of conceptual way to play the game in the off season of traditional ice hockey. So, 
Um, it was very, Larry and Nancy King um, uh, uh, created that league. It was all flights. It was very well run. It was just a lot of fun and, and gave the opportunity for, for teams and cities to have uh, a type of hockey in the summertime. So, um, and it was in the 90s. It was just, you know, all the logos and the colors and, and all of that just were very representative of that time period. And I would say I had so much fun doing that. And by virtue of being his his sort of intern and, uh, you know, when, when the job came up, um, I, abs <clears throat> excuse me, jumped on that. And um, I think in any sports environment, there's always opportunities to do other things if you're willing to do them, even if you're not necessarily the best at them. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, somebody said, Hey, can you plan the travel? Sure. I mean, how hard can that be? Right. Yeah. I can plan the travel. Hey, can you order the equipment? Yeah. Let me just learn a little bit about the equipment, but yeah, sure. I can do that. And our equipment manager quit. And so I took on that role and I learned so much about um, the game from the gear that protects you from it basically. Um, and so that was really fortuitous. And then, you know, I was basically doing so much of the operations for that team and then went on to work uh, for uh, North American Roller Hockey Championships. And I traveled the uh, United States and Canada putting on hockey tournaments. So I was really able to see the game from, you know, the youth perspective. Um, and then obviously meeting my husband, who is, was a, is an ex-professional player himself and watching the NHL and all of that thing. I just, I, I just became... Um, uh, I fell in love with it. Um, I happened to be a journalist in high school. I was on the, in the gold pen in school newspaper and <laughs> writing and PR oddly. Um, and so that served me really well when we moved to San Diego and they needed a PR media relations person. I'm by nature, very creative and I love the marketing stuff and that comes really naturally to me. So it kind of all just fell into place, not by, by design, but by, happy coincidence. It was, I would say, um, serendipity along the entire course of my career. Wow. You say serendipity, and I think that's <laughs> probably true. But I also gleaned from what you said that you took on, you took opportunities as they came. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. I get the sense that you also are maybe even uh, you know, energized and excited by new opportunities and, and, oppor and opportunities to learn, which is so cool. I love that. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, I was, I still am to, to some extent, not as much so with women being much more involved and constantly trying to recruit more females into our game, into sports in general. And, um, you know, when I, when I was coming up, I was, I was definitely an oddity being, an, you know, a female athletic trainer at the time. And, and just in that environment. So it was, it was very important to me that I was um, reputable in my skills. Um, and so a lot of it was self-taught. A lot of it was recruiting the, um, the intelligence of people that I knew to help me out and to make sure that I was credible. Um, but yes, to your point, I never, ever, despite maybe lack of, of knowledge, um, ever said no to an opportunity. And I knew that um, if I just kind of had some confidence in my ability to pull it off, that that um, it was going to be uh, really valuable to me in the long run. And now here I am. And every single thing that I have done in my career plays an enormous role in what I do now. I love that. And uh, to quote Jimmy Dugan from one of my favorite baseball movies, that's good advice. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I mean, it's scary, right? Like, I mean, everybody's been in a situation. It doesn't, it doesn't sometimes come naturally. And what if I fail? And, and I just, and even with my staff now, like, I feel like failures are generally the best teachers, right? Mm. When you fail, you, you, you don't want to feel that way again. And so I, you know, I, I look at those as, as big of an opportunity as I do my successes. So yeah, it's been an incredible ride. Hasn't felt like work. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we're going to get it a little bit more into the ride with your your time, of course, with the checkers um, in Charlotte in the AHL, and also the role that you played in you know, brokering this deal with the Seattle Kraken as they yeah. are waiting on Palm Springs. <laughs> yes, but in the yes. meantime, in between time, we'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina. I went to Elon. So I love, oh, I love a good North yeah. Carolina connection. Yes, ma'am. I love that. Also, I, I picked that up also. <laughs> that brought me right back home to, to North Carolina. But oh, that's cool. We've had, we've had uh, a few Elon grads um, through our offices here oh, and uh, always, always representing, um, um, a, a very positive experience there. So that's oh, awesome. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Well, we're going to get into all of that and perhaps a few things that your father-in-law can add to the hockey quiz that include you. Uh, so we're going to get into that coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Okay. Sounds good. We are going to get back to our interview with Tara Black of the Charlotte Checkers, the COO of the Charlotte Checkers. But first, let me tell you a little bit about my favorite protein bar, which is Built Bar. They are the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team and, of course, a sponsor of us right here on Locked on Kraken. I recently got my box, and I'm so thankful I got my new Built Bar box just before arriving to Seattle because it's been long days at training camp. I have my uh, cookie dough chunk bars with me. I'm almost out, so I'm going to have to order a few more. And I'll tell you how you can do that uh, using our promo code. But if you're not able to get the cookie dough crunch or chunk, excuse me, which I highly recommend. Let's go with some of the nine original flavors, including Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, my personal favorite of the nine originals, double chocolate, German chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, it goes on and on. If all of those or more than one of those sound appetizing to you, then what I recommend is trying the mix box where you get two of each of the original nine flavors. And regardless of what flavor you choose, you know that your built bar is going to come covered in chocolate. It's going to be 17 to 18 grams of protein to get your day going. It's only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs and calories range anywhere from 130 to 180 per bar. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. That's built bar, baby. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That will get you, again, 15% off when you use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. As always, happy snacking. And while we have you, let's also talk about direct TV stream. Now, does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the Kraken game live and another one that is streaming your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the other stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get your TV together, and that's through Direct TV Stream. It is all about bringing your live TV, your on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch all your favorite sports, movies, shows, etc., all in one place. And that means no more juggling remotes, no more having to remember logins, and there's no 
annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And remember, a compatible device is required and contents vary by package. All right, Tara, since this is the Locked on Kraken podcast, you know we definitely want to know a little bit about how the Charlotte Checkers ended up in partnership with the Seattle Kraken as the Kraken, of course, are waiting on their AHL affiliate um, in Palm Springs to get together. So, Tara, what can you tell us about how the Checkers ended up as the at least temporary affiliate for the Seattle Kraken in their inaugural season? Yeah. um, Yeah. It's a really cool situation. Actually. It's not, um, it's not unheard of in the American league to have shared affiliates and it's been, it's happened across the landscape of the league on, on um, several occasions. And so um, when it became apparent that COVID would, would uh, challenge the uh, construction of the Kraken's primary facility in Palm desert, um, you know, Ron Francis has a, a storied history here in Charlotte and he was the architect of our 2019 Calder cup championship team. And, uh, we have a tremendous relationship with him, and and so I think it was uh, it was a, a a call that he made to to Bill Zito, the general manager of the Florida Panthers, and our primary affiliate. And because of the relationship that they have, um, they were able to to put together that a plan that works for both of them. Um, and in doing so, we have a, a great opportunity to showcase the NHL's you know most recent expansion team and their prospects here. Um, with Ron Francis at the helm at the same time as we are uh, introducing our new relationship with the Florida Panthers. So it's, it was just basically a win-win-win for, for all three of us. Lots of new, lots of new indeed, Tara. Yes, yes ma'am. And it's, uh, it's going to be a, an exciting season all around and, and look forward to seeing how it shakes out. And I think it's a, a neat opportunity to showcase how hockey um, as an industry uh you know, can work together for the common good, despite the fact that they may be competitors in the NHL, that their American League players are, are here to develop and, and we're going to provide an opportunity, a great opportunity and a great environment for them to do so. I love that because again, right, there goes that serendipity that you talked about, right? comment and passing, but you also mentioned COVID-19, which we are still very much dealing with as far as how it impacts, of course, day-to-day life, but certainly how it impacts sport. And um, I would like to get into that a little bit because you talk about, again, that that affiliation changing and having to delay that. So now you have a new affiliation with Florida. Um, Seattle is a new team. So there's a lot of new, Tara. There's a lot of new. So it, when it comes to your role, um, being able to manage business amid, amid a global pandemic, um, what has that been like for you? And what are what do you think are some of the opportunities with all of this newness to maybe um, take a step forward after taking a few steps back uh, because of COVID? Yeah, I mean, certainly every opportunity to learn is is um, great. I think one thing in, in being in this type of business is is not, you know, even day from day to day, things aren't the same as they were the year before, right? But from year to year, everything is different. There's never uh, a season that plays out exactly like the season before. And so, um, you know, we none of us had any sort of playbook or instruction manual on how to get through a pandemic. And, and we have relied on not only our instinct, right, on how to do that, but also each other. 
And, and that is exactly what we're facing right now, is, is relying on an environment of professionals to put together a plan that makes sense, maybe not for the, you know, for 10 years, but it makes sense for this year. And, and that's what uh, Bill Zito and Ron Francis have done for, for their players for this season. And uh, the Florida Panthers will kind of, you know, steer the ship and, and the uh, Seattle Kraken will be right along with them and, and working together on coaching and all of those things. So um, I don't have to worry about that side of it too much. Um, our hockey operations people do all that from a business standpoint and having a full season off, um, off. I mean, we, we were still here operating, but we didn't have to play the games and, and go through um, all of that. But it's, you know, it's been a long time. And so just logistically making sure that the ice is staying melted, or sorry, sorry, the ice is not melting and the ice is staying frozen and all those things in a building that, that was built in 19, in the mid 1950s. Um, so logistically and sort of that type of thing has to happen first and then putting together a plan that provides the most safe and um, cautious environment while at the same time providing an entertainment experience that people want to come to and come to time and time again. It's, uh, it's challenging, but um, like I said, I think these are the types of situations where um, the, uh, the cream rises to the crop and you get some tremendously creative ideas. And, and um, I'm just happy that we're coming, hopefully, uh, notwithstanding any other variant problems, um, we're coming out on the other side where our attendance should be decent and uh, hopefully it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, you say the cream rises, and certainly that has been the case for the Charlotte Checkers. You mm -hmm. talked about 2019, and uh, I, I understand that the, the Calder Cup just recently made its departure from the team and the players, but that was something that the the Charlotte Checkers had been, been able to enjoy. So I'd love, Tara, to talk with you about what it takes to build that culture, to have from the top all the way down to the players and staff on the ice, really be able to chase the ultimate goal as far as wins losses, which of course is a championship. Yes, ma'am. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's everybody pulling on the same side of the rope from the, you know, the people who manage the building all the way up to the general manager of the NHL team, right? Um, it's, uh, it's everybody believing in the same philosophy. It's everybody believing that you can, you know, certainly we didn't have the um, the highest paid roster in the league by uh, any stretch of the imagination, but we had a determination and an incredible chemistry that produced an environment that honestly was was unbeatable. Um, and you know, so much credit goes to the foresight of of you know, like again mentioning Ron Francis and and his uh, ability to put players here and to really. Um, rely on the development opportunities in Charlotte and and it was it was something else I will say it was just something else and um, you know it's a lot of hockey it's a lot of hockey in in a market that is uh, you know we're in the south and so you just don't know how you, people are going to respond to watching games in June but uh, the city of Charlotte came out in force and it was it was just something that I I would I, I wouldn't trade for anything in the world it was it was so awesome yeah, absolutely. And, you know, let's talk about that. You mentioned kind of what people would consider non-traditional hockey markets earlier when walking through your time in the sport. But Charlotte, I guess people would consider a, a non-traditional market, although I don't know, the Hurricanes... Uh, might be changing that as far as North Carolina is concerned. But um, when you think of the culture that permeates through the entire state of North Carolina and certainly 
in Charlotte. What are the opportunities from a business perspective to incorporate some of that into what most people would consider traditional hockey culture? Right. So um, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, there's been hockey in Charlotte in one way or uh, another since uh, the mid-50s. The uh, Baltimore Clippers moved down here uh, after a fire in their building and then sort of never left. And so in one way or another, across all of the decades that followed, there's been a team here. Um, and the Checkers um, have a storied history in Charlotte. And it's, um, you know, we have a tremendous population of people that have moved into this area from the Northeast and from, from traditional hockey markets. So, you know, how, the, how old the American Hockey League is and how many markets that people grew up watching their AHL team. So a lot of fans sometimes, which is fine with me, will come and watch the, you know, the opposing team. And that was, that was kind of interesting when we became a member of the American League that, um, you know, somebody might be a fan of the Hershey Bears and they grew up watching them up, you know, up in, in Hershey their whole life. So they came to those two games and they were here and then by virtue of being in Charlotte became a fan of us too. So um, we're a pro sports team, uh, sorry, a pro sports town, um, you know, with the NFL, NBA, uh, you know, we've got NASCAR and, and college basketball and college football and um, everything that you can imagine from an uh, entertainment standpoint, we've got it. And so I think the checkers um, have really helped put hockey on the map in our state. Um, we operate um, to entertain from the moment that you walk in the building until the moment you walk out so that even the fans that come that didn't necessarily come for the, the hockey will come and have a tremendous experience and then, and then fall in love with the game like, you know, everybody does. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's a great history here and, uh, you know, we had an ECHL championship in the nineties and then obviously, uh, our, our Calder cup championship, um, really put us on the map. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tara, you mentioned the Hershey bears and of course they will be the team that you will open the season against this coming AHL season for 2021-22. So coming up next on Kraken, let's get into what fans can expect from the AHL and from the Charlotte Checkers this season. Bet Online is back and better than ever as all eyes are on the gridiron for football season. And Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action. Now, with a new updated website, you have even more odds, even more props, even more contests, and everything else you need for the football season at betonline.ag. If you head to the website now, betonline.ag, you can use your mobile device, your tablet, you can use a laptop, whatever you got. And if you sign up today, you can receive a 100% welcome bonus for new subscribers that will double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget, though, to use promo code NFL. 100 but we're not just talking football of course they have hockey basketball boxing and your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of everything available for the 2021-22 season bet online is your fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online your online sports book experts We are in our final segment with Tara Black. Before we continue, Tara, I really do want to thank you so much. It's been a delight uh, to get to know you a little bit better, but we're not done. 
because we have to talk about the upcoming season. We mentioned that the Hershey Bears, you'll you'll start the season off with them. Um, but what are some of the things that you're excited about? So we've talked about coming out of COVID. We've talked about the new affiliation with Florida as your NHL affiliate or you being an uh, AHL affiliate of them. We've talked about, of course, Seattle Kraken players coming in. But now we put all of that together and there's going to be a product on the ice. Fans are going to be in the arena. Tara, what are you expecting? Um, you know, I think it's a, an interesting situation that we have because we we were one of three teams that did not play in the uh, the very much abbreviated, um, very modified American League season last year. So I think absence makes the heart go fonder. And um, we're really, I think our fans, uh, just from the, you know, the feedback that we're getting on the on the phone calls and our season ticket holders and all that are very very excited to be back. I think people are just ready to be out in general. I mean, I know that's very um, redundant. I think every every market is kind of feeling that. But you know, we're um, you know you after being in this business for so long, you it becomes a part of your life. The winter is all about this game, and and having not had that this last season, I think we're all feeling just a tremendous relief that that we get to do it again. Um, so that's, that's on the horizon and, uh, October 22nd is our home opener and, and it seems like it's, uh, it's coming in hot. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're prepared. We have a smaller staff and, and obviously we want to be extraordinarily cautious and make sure that we have a healthy environment here. And obviously with, with our new wonderful affiliation with the Florida Panthers and now this partnership with the Seattle Kraken, it's a very exciting time for what we will see on the ice and seeing prospects from both sides of the country is going to be really remarkable and we'll definitely tell that story and and how that develops and and what I hope our fans walk away with is the opportunity to watch these young men grow into future NHLers from um, for both teams I mean I think that's what we are at the American League level we are um, we are here to to not only grow uh, future NHLers but also good young strong uh, role models in in every market so hopefully our fans get to, to get to see that for both teams love that all right, Kraken fans, that was the first part of our interview with Tara Black. I was originally going to play that yesterday, but ended up playing it today, Wednesday. As always, we want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. And for tomorrow, we're going to continue with Tara Black. Um, I also want to get into, and you'll see this on social media, but bold predictions are coming across the Locked On NHL network. If you listen to my squad cast with Jess Belmasto, you might have an idea what my Locked On Kraken bold prediction is, but um, I'm really excited for the second part of Tara's conversation because Unfortunately, there is an incident in the Ukraine in the hockey community that um, is just blatant racism. I know Sportsnet had a story on that. And so I want to get into that a little bit more. But Tara and I actually, in the next segment, spent a really good amount of time talking about Willie O'Ree because Tara Black spent time with the San Diego Gulls organization, where, of course, Willie O'Ree, the man to break the NHL color barrier, played hockey and makes his home in San Diego. So uh, I, I know that there is some news that we want to get into, that I want to get into, that we should get into as a hockey-loving community, but I don't want to stay stuck on the negative, and that's what Willie O'Ree is all about, as you will hear Tara talk about. So that is what you can expect tomorrow on Locked on Kraken. 
we're going to do this update really quick because it wasn't that great. It was the Edmonton Oilers. They were victorious in yesterday's preseason game. 6 nothing was the score. The Seattle Kraken, of course, had a lot of their young talent. If you saw my Facebook Live, which got interrupted because I got booted out of the Kraken community, Iceplex, uh, there was an event. Um, but um, if you saw that, you saw that Luke Henman and uh, Riker Evans, among some of the names in that roster, in that lineup, it's preseason. Yeah, it was nice to get the first win. Not so great to lose six to nothing, but all about the process. Hold fast, stay true, and until tomorrow, Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, signing out. Betting on the National Hockey League doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.